telling these little lies like a couple weeks ago about being ambitious about deserving to be in the main event of Wrestlemania I, I can deal with these little white lies about yourself but you're gonna come out here and you're gonna drag my name you're gonna lie on the tribal chief you can't tap me out you don't have a chance Paul he's got a better chance of shooting lightning out of his ass than tapping me out DB, you got a better chance of sprouting wings and flying out of here like a little bird than tapping me out. Understand this, little man. No one in my entire career has ever tapped me out. I would rather lose my arm than to tap out to any man. And I would rather die in that ring than to tap out to somebody like you. Rather, rather die. That's pretty, that's pretty strong. Uh, make no mistake. You're talking about lies and lies I've told. All those things that you say about yourself, the head of the table, the this, the that, or whatever, those are all lies, man. They're all delusions. And here's the thing. Everybody thinks they're invincible until they're not. And everybody thinks they're unbeatable until they lose. Everyone thinks they're untap-outable until they tap out. So here's the thing. I'm not just going to make you quit. I'm going to to break you I'm going to break you of your beliefs I'm going to break you of everything that you think you are I am going to break you of your delusions and here's the thing here's the thing I hope you don't die but if you tap out or if you don't tap out I am beating you for the Universal Championship at Fastlane. Now, it's time for perhaps the least anticipated match in the history of SmackDown. The irritating force meets the unlikable object in a match no one asked for. Unfortunately, there must be a winner, but thankfully, there will be a loser when King Corbin takes on Sami Zayn next. What's going on? It is um, it is four thirty one p.m. March twenty first. I want to get this done before uh before the pay per view begins. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do the other topics, but I'll at least do the wrestling topics and just kind of recap SmackDown a little bit. Just kind of go over it quickly, 
and then kind of do the, um, do the, uh, ref- do, you know, do the, um, the, uh, the predictions as quick as I can. You know what I mean? I, I was going to do it yesterday, but then what happened is Raycon versus Ghostface happened. So I was watching that, um, you know what I mean? Some, you know, again, like, this was like, you know what I mean? Like, as far as like, you know, uh, like classic memes and like, you know, random jokes and, uh, all that begin, like, you know, happening where like, there's like some kind of tension back and forth, like, you know, with Gu- with Gucci and Young Jeezy and all that kind of stuff. Like that was like really entertaining. People loved that. There wasn't this whole drama there. It was just more about reminiscing and showing love for the past from, you know, where Ghostface and uh, Rayquan. Basically, all the talking between the songs playing, they could have just done. They could have done those for sketches for the for an upcoming album. It was like really really good. If you're a, a Wu Tang fan like I am, you know what I mean. Like this was like pretty well anticipated. You know what I mean. So now I forgot some of the song names. So I just kind of shazam it. But um, I recognize like most of the fucking songs. Uh, you know, Raekwon chose like chose like verbal inter verbal intercourse, ice cream, and you know, incarcerated Scarface. He chose those, but a a lot of like there was a couple of songs he chose off the ninety nine album Immobility. He chose songs from that which which I I never really listened to that album too tough. Like I I know a couple of songs from that. Um, you know, I, I, be perfect, I thought Ghostface, you know, played some of the better songs, um, even though Raekwon had, like, some of the classics that he was playing, uh, I was kind of disappointed that, you know, he didn't play Tony Montana, Tony Montana, because, I mean, like, there was a couple of songs, like, you know, he played New God Flow, which I expected he would play, you know, I expect, you know, I, but I, the Tiana Taylor one, you know what I mean, he could have done it, but at least he played, like, uh, over in on the pre Tony album, and he played um a lot of so- a lot of a lot of the choices he made were off the fucking Supreme clientele album, which is when I started becoming a fan of Ghostface when I kind of was dipping my uh toe into hip hop because used to be my friends used to be pumping that album a lot. I remember there was like a, like a, like two versions of the album. One was like a Canadian, one was like a U.S. version, and one was a Canadian version where. Like there was a better version of Ghost Dini on one of the on one of them, and I I I I took like I never really figured out which one it was, but I I you know I was a fan of it, you know I I started out really really fucking happy and then I ended up fucking like crying my fucking eyes out when, all I got is you was playing and then, you know Ghostface is like basically telling you go go get your health checked, go 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 talk to your go go talk to your old friends and all that and I'm. Having a fucking, you know, my, my mind goes back to fucking, you know, ha- happier days in in high school, you know, some of the happier times in high school, even though there was still stress over there, whatever, and all that, you know, I'm sitting there fucking crying my fucking eyes out over, you know, o- over fucking All I Got Is You, which is probably my favorite fucking hip-hop song. Um, You know, I can be, I, I, don't, I know it's bold, but that, that song always fucking gets to me. You can play it and I'll be just fucking tearing up. But overall, man, it was a fucking... I, I, I was going to record, but I wanted to fucking watch this one because I was, uh, you know, I was really invested in this one. You know what I mean? Like, the Wu-Tang are legends to me. Ghostface is, like, one of my fucking... Fa- one of my favorite artists. 
you know, he's always had solid albums, even, like, some of the ones that have, you know, even, like, you know, like, you know, post mid-2000s and all that, he still has some solid albums. Uh, I, I was hoping that he would play After the Smoke is Clear, you know. He played some songs off of Iron Man, you know, Daytona 500. You know, the 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 singing before Daytona 500 always fucking gets to me. And I, I, I don't even want to do it, but, you know, I, I, I was singing along to it all, you know, while it was happening. I was, like, rocking out. You know, probably, people who were probably monitoring me, I mean, the people who invade my space were probably, like, laughing at me crying, they probably had fucking, you know, uh, you know, zoom in and all that, they're probably posting in their group chat, so now, you know, everyone's, like, kind of laughing about it, because everything I do is monitored, it doesn't really matter, but, uh, anyways, I will get to, um, I will get to, uh, um, I will get to SmackDown, in some wrestling topics, at least. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, listen, uh, you know, it, it was a good time. Anyways, um, SmackDown started off with uh, Nia Jax versus uh, Sasha Banks, which is kind of refreshing. They, they didn't start with the promo and they went right for the match. And, you know, out of all, again, listen, you know, watching a Nia Jax match, because you don't know when she's going to be clumsy or not by design or whatever. I'm always on the edge of my seat when one of my favorites is always kind of wrestling with Nia Jax, because it feels like at any moment something bad could happen. So the fact that Sasha Banks kind of walked out with her health and, you know, won, it was like a plus for me. Um, it, you know, listen, man, out of all the people that have good chemistry, uh, chem good chemistry with Nia, Sasha's probably the one that can get a good match out of Nia Jax. Like, it wasn't, like, the greatest Sasha Banks match ever, but Sasha Banks is so capable of, uh, you know, rest, uh, you know, with, with the whole, with this whole wrestling thing that she kind of, you know, she basically kind of, uh, I don't know, brought out, like, you know, the, be the best of her, you know, um... I don't know, man. It's uh, let me. I mean, there was an attempt at a meteora. She blocked. Uh, she blocked. Uh, uh, the bank statement. Nia Jackson. She did a stretch. A, uh, um, a stretch muffler like the Brock Lesnar thing. Then she started swinging. Uh, Sasha like towards the bottom row. I thought fucking the way Sasha sold it. I thought like she fucking hurt her neck or something like that. I was, that one left me on the edge of my seat. You know what I mean? Like, and there's a couple of times Samoan drops. They brawled outside, you know. Eventually, like, S Sasha got, like, a jackknife. The, the, not a jackknife powerbomb. She got, she got a jackknife on, uh, on Naya for the win. Bianca was out there. Reginald was not there. I guess maybe he might have COVID, but maybe this was to more tolerable this week because it wasn't really focusing on, it wasn't really focusing on Reginald. You know what I mean? Um... I don't know. I found it was um I found that it was a little bit you know, this match was a little bit better. Uh I'm trying to think about I know Sasha avoided the bonsai drop, you know, uh again I, I again I'm not really good at the move. I'm just analyzing the storylines, you know what I mean? I always kind of uh I always feel like, you know, I, I can't really recap so, cause again you can't really remember all these fucking moves that are done, especially with how it fucking goes, you know. 
you know, it just it just what it is. Uh, I'm trying to think what else fucking happened during the match. I'm trying to think. Uh, hold on. But basically, yeah, no, uh, Sasha won. Bianca was out there to kind of cheer her on. Um, uh, and then, and then, and I think later on, um, I think later on, uh, Sasha, uh, no, but Shayna and Nia were kind of arguing about it. And Nia wanted a fucking match with Bianca because, like, they kind of had, like, a little brawl outside the fucking ring because there's some shenanigans going out with them during the first match. So later on, uh, you know, before the main event began, um, uh, they're wrestling for a bit. Sasha kind of tells Bianca she has this and she kind of walks away like there's no support. I don't know what they're going to fucking do. Like, okay, like I, I don't like how they always make the champions lose before, you know, to hype up a match, but then they also are making Bianca and Sasha lose. So you figure, okay, they're going to make Bianca look strong with this one so they get a fucking victory, and they kind of look strong since Bianca's been kind of eating some pins lately. But the match wasn't really started because Natty and Tamina interfered. And and by the way, man, Natty looked fucking good in those fucking jeans, man. Like you know what I mean? Like just the whole, I, they, they, both Tamina and her look like motivated on a different level. So maybe there's gonna be something serious with this team. I just think it's a wrong time to do this because again, like you just basically kind of have them attack Bianca and Shayna and then the kind of Nia as well. I thought it was all right. I thought I thought I thought the beat down was all right. Like Tamina looks very. Like, this is probably the most motivated I've seen her. I know people are going to roll their eyes because, you know, they've been around, they haven't really, like, like you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, they haven't, like, Tamina hasn't really done much over the years. They give her something once in a while, and people are never really, like, looking forward to it. But I actually, like, I've always liked Tamina. I thought she was underrated. She can do a lot more than what people give her credit for and stuff like that. But it just, she's never uh, really been given that opportunity to kind of do so, whatever. You know what I mean? She showed, that's why last year when she was doing those, uh, those internet promos, like, like, it, it showed me that, you know, she's kind of capable of, of doing it, so, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to see what, uh, Tamina and Natty can do as a tag team, maybe this will be better, like, you know, I, I said in, in a month or so, it'll probably not be remembered, and they'll probably be splitting up again, but maybe that's proving me fucking wrong, but, yeah, that was the hype for that fucking match, you know what I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen, I don't know if, uh, Natty and, uh, I don't know if Natty and, uh, uh, Tamina are going to be the champions by Mania, or are they going to win them at Mania? Uh, I don't know if... Because, again, they, they seem to be teasing problems with Nia and Shayna a little bit, right? So we don't know what's going to fucking happen there, but... Uh, you know, I mean, I'm still confused about whether WWE will do... Uh, Shayna, uh, Bianca, and Sasha as champions, just to say they're double champions or something like that, but... Uh, I, I, again, like, you know, I would prefer if, if, again, you involve Bianca fucking take another pin, but I could see Sasha just full out, sh- uh, getting started by being heel or something like that right now, because she, she seems to be leaning towards that. If you saw her on Talking Smack, I thought, like, she came across better, and also doing that laugh, it came across a lot better. It seems like, you know, t- Talking Smack, you can do a lot better with the promos and all that. It doesn't seem overly produced, you know what I mean? And Sasha does play a better fucking heel than she does a face, 
so I, she keeps leaning more and more towards that. You know what I mean? So that was that with that one. Um, Edge did a fucking promo uh, backstage. And they showed highlights through his SmackDown. Like, you know what I mean? I can't remember every one they showed. I know the one, one of the main ones they showed with Hulk Hogan. I guess they had to fucking bring that up because Hogan's hosting fucking Mania. Uh, you know what I mean? But he won the tag titles with Hogan. Which I kind of forgot about in 2002. They had, they had a brief run where they beat uh, Billy and Chuck. So I thought that was kind of random because during the fucking, you know, beginning of the fucking brand split, you know, it was, it was just random fucking teams, you know what I mean? And, uh, I don't know. It just seemed really, really fucking random. They showed he cashed in Undertaker, which was a good one. And then I thought he retired on Monday Night Raw, but apparently they showed it happening on SmackDown. So I, I totally forgot that he did it on SmackDown. I thought it was a Raw thing that he did. He did it on. I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I. You know. I've been. I. I. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. He said that you know he wants to give Daniel Bryan a fair shake. He's the, he's the guy to do it. He's the guy to do it. Um. Uh, hold on. Uh, hold on. Because he's the guy to kind of, uh, you know, give Daniel Bryan a fair shake. So that's why he's ready for the match. And, uh, it, 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 like, he's ready for this match, you know what I mean? And uh, then you had a Bryan promo basically kind of uh, summing up about uh, about Edge being the ultimate opportunist and him doing what he wants to do. Edge thinks he can beat Roman. He knows he can beat Roman. He's got to tap Roman out. And all that, and then Roman Reigns comes out, which was a good promo, and he goes, like, he, he, he can take the lies that Brian tells about, uh, he t- the, 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 the lies that he tells about, uh, himself being, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like, the, 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 the way that Daniel Bryan hypes him out, he goes, he can take those self-absorbed lies, but lying on his name, dragging him, is not gonna fly, he goes, you're not gonna tap me out, you know what I mean, he goes, you, you, you can shoot lightning bolts out of your ass, you can fly, like a little birdie, I would rather lose an arm than fucking tap out to you, I would rather die in the ring, which is kind of fucking extreme, and, and then Brian's like, well, that's strong, and then Brian kind of goes off about how he has delusions with the head of the table shit, and he goes, everyone thinks they're unbeatable until they, you know, uh, unbeatable until they get, uh, no, untouchable until they get touched, unbeatable until they lose, and untappable until they tap out, and he's gonna make Reigns tap out, and he's gonna break him of his beliefs, and as this is going on, I like that, like, you know, people don't like that sometimes Reigns is kind of like, looking flustered because he's normally cool, calm, and collected during this heel run a little bit. Like, he doesn't seem like he sweat anybody. But I like that deep down he feels he can kind of lose his mind because he knows that Brian has always been the internet favorite. And, you know, and he deep down knows Brian is the better better wrestler. So I like that Roman gets flustered with that kind of shit, right? So like that was a good promo. And then Brian did commentary. Uh, I can't summarize everything, but I like that Brian kind of always brings up like small things to make it tie in together about how Reigns never helps Jey Uso, but Jey Uso has to help uh, Roman Reigns with his matches. Edge was sporting like I guess maybe this is teasing a heel turn because he was wearing like tights that were like 
Kurt Hawking tights during the fucking, uh, during the fucking edgehead phase in 2007-2008, you know what I mean, it kind of looked, ra- it, look, it, it looked, it looked random, you know what I mean, and the match was, the match was good, like, Edge worked over the fucking shoulder of Jay, um, uh, you know, uh, Jay Uso went for the ribs a lot, you know what I mean, so it was like ribs versus shoulder kind of thing, shoves them into, uh, the, the, the ring steps, they both did flying cross bodies at some point, you know what I mean, uh, super kicks, blocking the super kicks and whatnot, uh, Jey Uso headbutted his ribs, um, what else fucking happened in this match, it was, it was a pretty decent match where Edge was mostly selling, uh, you know, most of the time, like, you know what I mean, it wasn't, like, the best Edge match ever, but it was, like, you know, it was still solid enough for a TV match, for a TV match for the first time since, you know, in, in, like, 10 years that he's had a match, um, but, yeah, there was a couple of cool parts where, you know, Edge was working on Jay's show, uh, on Jay's, uh, um, was working on Jay's um shoulder, like he snapped it into the corner. At one point, he's like he snapped it and uh, like you know uh, brought him down to the ring in a hard way, um by, by like you know kind of uh, dragging his shoulder. That was kind of cool. Uh, the ending sequence saw like you know Jay Uso kind of missing for uh after after missing the fucking frog splash not the frog splash the splash then 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 edge did that you know dragging down the shoulder and edge speared him and won then reigns fucking speared him and and then then brian's being called out by reigns and brian and daniel bryan was gonna come out come out and make him tap from the you know after being called out on the commentary table jay attacks him and then throws him back throws him into the ring and edge uh i mean uh Roman Reigns spears him, so, I mean, I thought, like, you know, this was a good closing angle for the pay-per-view, it was probably the best thing on the fucking show, uh, you know, it was probably the most hyped thing, while some other stuff aren't really kind of hyping me up, like, the tag division stuff isn't really, like, you know what I mean, like, this is kind of a sad state of affairs, only four tag teams, it feels like, uh, like, it feels like SmackDown's division is, like, four major tag, four, four tag teams, which was, like, the, like, the 96 era, like, I know they have more tag teams on Raw and, uh, Raw and NXT, obviously. But, like, it just reminds me of 96, uh, 96 WWE where you had the, 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 the Godwins, the Body Donna, the Smoking Guns, and the New Rockers, essentially. And, like, you know, so now you have, like, the Mysterios, you have Dolph and Rude, you have Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. So, like, you know, it, it was just kind of like, you know, like, the, 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 the Mysterios beat uh, the Profits. Uh, Dominic kind of had a roll up on uh, on uh, on uh, Montez Ford, and I do I did like the chemistry for what it was uh, with the Mysterios versus Profits. So like they went. So I guess because this is how they're going to be booking it. Profits pin the champions, so that would make them the number one contenders. So Mysterios pin the Street Profits. Now I guess they're the number one contenders because they already beat people who were the fucking my WWE's logic. Then Alpha Academy comes out and they take exception about the loss when like they've been beating the Mysterios. So then they have a match with the Mysterios, which was pretty fucking good. But then Otis fucking did a, uh, you know, a, a, a nice fucking splash onto Dominic for the fucking win. You know what I mean? Even though, you know, I don't know where this char- where the character is going, I do en- enjoy seeing Otis kind of wrestling as a heel because, you know, you, you look more like a fucking badass by doing some of these power moves and, you know, like kind of like crushing these guys. It comes across a lot better, in my personal opinion. 
But yeah, so that so that was that with the with with, with the tag team. So I don't know where they're gonna go with this. Is it gonna be a multi person match or whatnot? Like you know what I mean? Like I I don't I don't fucking know. Um, then you had Seth Rollins and uh, Nakamura. Uh, oh, sorry, not Seth Rollins came out, and he was basically like, doing like you know this like annoying type of troll influencer type of fucking deal, where he's like mocking you know saying that he that Seth, like, he's the main he's the main eventer while Cesaro's a abject failure. He you know he's he's failed to fucking get his career going, and then he starts like do, like being overly comedic and kind of overly. Like you know, just mocking, like mo- like mocking him and and laughing it up. I don't know if like whether whether it's on purpose or like it probably is, but it just you know he's Seth Rollins has been on fire since uh, being on Twitter typing in caps and kind of being annoying on purpose. So like I I kind of like you know dig this a little bit more. Then then Nakamura basically comes out and uh, and Seth Rollins is basically trying to talk to him uh, while he's coming out to his entrance, saying he respects Nakamura. He goes, "You I respect you. You, you, you we, we respect each other and all that." Nakamura tells him to shut up. Then like they kind of have a little brawl before Nakamura can do the Kinshasa. Seth Rollins escapes and that sets up a match for Fast Lane between. Uh, um, that sets up a, a match in Fastlane, uh, um, um, for, for, for it. I, th- I thought you could have done Rollins and Murphy versus Cesaro Nakamura, but Murphy wasn't even on the fucking program, so I don't know where this is fucking going. You know what I mean? Uh, again, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they're giving, uh, they're giving, uh, set, they're giving Cesaro a good, uh, you know, a, a good push for fucking Mania. To be wrestling with Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins is an established guy. Whether you like his characters or not, he's a pretty established fucking guy, and it's kind of you know what I mean like he's had a, a good WrestleMania streak, whatever, right? But so I I feel like yo know, this match could fucking steal the show if, if you know if they let these guys really showcase what they can fucking do. In my personal opinion, um, what else was there? Um. Yeah. Then and then and then there was Cor- Corbin versus Zayn, which I I I just played you the promo package of this being the worst match, whatever. So it adds to uh, it adds to Zayn's conspiracy thing, and he asked Owens to kind of come out. He asked Owens to be part of the documentary, and and, and Owens trying to talk uh, talk to him calmly. Uh, and say that you're twisting reality to fit your narrative. And everybody who's, like, analyzing wrestling, whether you're online, podcasting, and all that, it's like, they don't know anything about conspiracies, so, like, they always just kind of frame it as Q. And then if that's, like, the the, the thing is, it's like, that's, like, no, it's, like, kind of worse than the Muhammad Hassan thing, where, like, you know, he had, like, you know, valid arguments to be made, and then they made him a full-out Muslim extremist, so, like, now you have Zayn, who has valid conspiracy issues about the company. But, you know, because every Everybody, uh, it's only uh, way to like mock conspiracies now is by using QAnon, and I feel like this is like a tactic to be done basically, because like you know Zane was going off about how Logan Paul and Lo- Logan Paul kind of seems like an alt right guy, so I don't really like if they're making Zane go to this level of kind of being leading towards QAnon. You know what I mean? I wish Zane would kind of cut that fucking promo, but Owens is the one that comes across like a fucking establishment fucking hack in in this program. 
time. You know what I mean? Because Zayn did try to fucking cheat, and the referee caught him, and then Baron Corbin kind of give, gave him uh gave him the end of the day, end of days, and then Zayn was telling Owens like, "Did you see what happened?" And it was like, "I saw, I, I saw, I saw like fair officiating and all that." I, I don't know what the, and then he's telling he's telling him telling him to open his eyes. He leaves. To talk to his documentary crew, and then Owens is talking to the to Corey Graves, and then Zayn fucking bo- uh, he does a haluva kick to fucking Owens while on the while on the commentary table, and he screams to open up his eyes. Uh, let me uh, play. This, 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 after you know, after Zayn figured out that you know there was a video fucking playing to hype this matchup, and I thought this was like a perfect fucking thing. Whatever, I thought this was perfect. Uh, how Zayn kind of snapped, and he kind of told Corbin what was up. Right? Oh, let me just... If this fucking loads, you know, if this fucking you know loads and shit. Hold on. Like yeah, so I, I I enjoyed SmackDown for what it was. Um, let me see. See what the Zane shit is. Let me see what the Zane shit is. Okay, so this is from Zane's documentary thing, whatever. I hate when these things fucking happen. I've been disrespected. I've been jerked around by this company in recent months more than anybody, maybe ever. But today hit a, they crossed a new line. They crossed a line that I don't know if there's any coming back from it. Did you see the video package they played before the match? I'm not even going to get into the match. I'm not even going to get into what Kevin said after the match. I'm not even going to get into the fact that I kicked him and I didn't even want to kick. I'm not going to get into all of that. Did you see the video package they played before we went out? They put a graphic of me and Baron Corbin and they said, you are about to watch the least desirable match in SmackDown history. This is what they said. Least anticipated match of all time. This is what they said about me. A generational talent. One of the best to ever do this sh- That's what they said about me. The balls. I will take this company down to hell. Follow me, follow me. Now he goes to Corbin, who he tells Corbin about this. Corbin doesn't care, but this is what I like. This is the one thing I like what he says to Corbin after about it. Because again, I do that. I felt this as somebody. As, as somebody, you kind of go, go. Yeah, you know. Hey. Corbin. Do you see what I deal with now? 
Are you starting to kind of see it? It wasn't a shot at you. They love you. You're six foot seven, golden gloves, former champion. They love you. But that's the kind of treatment you get when you're lumped in with me. Do you see it now? You see it now? That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. He sees it. He knows it, look at him. Look at that. He knows it. That's what it looks like when people get a taste, just a little, a little nibble, a little taste of what I go through. That was a small sample, now Corbin feels it. Now one more pair of eyes, one more set of eyes is open, but I'm not done. I am not done. So, yeah, see, that's fucking great shit, but I, I'm worried aware how they're going to do it. And the more I see this, like, online, you know, like, people comparing it to QAnon and all that type of stuff, I don't know. It just shows that, like, a lot of people, like, especially, like, a lot of neoliberal types don't know how to fucking analyze anything conspiracy-wise. It gets all put in one fucking category. And and right now, like, you know, a lot of these guys are fucking gleeful that it's mainly QAnon stuff, so you kind of keep away. It, it feels like a lot of people d d did some fucking initiation shit, so they need it to be generalized in a QAnon way, even though QAnon are fucking con artists and all that kind of shit. And, you know, uh, you know, and, they don't, you know, again, it's, like, very convoluted. But, again, like, that's what happened when the right wing kind of takes over the fucking conspiracy shit. That's what fucking, like, really, really fucking happens, to tell you the fucking truth. You know, also, also, I'm talking, and also I'm talking smack, uh, Heyman's getting heat because I think Kayla made a mistake during one of the interviews, and, like, you know, they kind of, like, you know, I think it was during the Apollo Crews part, and Heyman goes, um, that we got, hold on a second, let me see what he says, hold on, let me see what he says here, hold on, let me find it. Smackdown, Smack, Smackdown theme song. I remember when Amber, when Mox, Moxley, uh, and Daniel Bryan were uh, doing that on Talking Smack a long time ago. Probably I only remember that. Hold on, let me see. Let me. There's two things that Paul Heyman said, because again, you know how Charlie Caruso thing happened? So this is what Heyman said about Caleb Braxton. Introduction. I am deserving of a proper introduction. You're looking at the next Intercontinental Champion. So please, say. Potentially the next no, Intercontinental Champion. No, 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 potentially. I can't, I can't predict Say the, the next Intercontinental Champion. Hopefully, hopefully, no, hopefully, perhaps I can say that ladies on the first gentlemen. talking smack. Wait, wait, wait. You can't just wait, say... Ladies and gentlemen, we got rid of the wrong female journalist around here. Oh. Please, allow... See, so, okay, oh, by the way, I, I didn't mention the Big E and Apollo Crews segment. They had a sit-down interview. Again, Big E was, like, showing, like, a lot of passion. Basically, he's going to end him. His, his future is dark and bleak, and he's crossed the line and all that kind of, all that kind of jazz. Basically saying there's no uh, 
like, you know, uh, th- 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 there's no, th- there's no resolution for this fucking guy, you know, uh, you know, he, he, like, you know, obviously across the fucking line, but by, well, what he did, and there's no coming back from that, Apollo kind of uses, like, a Nigerian proverb, but he's saying, like, something about, you put all that, you're, you put all that, in, you put all that negativity in your mouth, or something like that, or you, and then blood comes out of your mouth, or something like that, and he basically tells him he's gonna, like, destroy him and end him at, uh, at, um, uh, at Fastlane, which then, I, see, again, I, I would have, I would have, like, left this with, uh, that, that alone where Biggie, Biggie was losing his mind, but Biggie had to get confrontational where he kind of, this is where it kind of got goofy a little bit by already having a camera in the golf cart that Biggie was driving, even though Biggie was doing well with this fucking segment, I just thought maybe you should have held off on this segment a little bit, like, you know what I mean, you know, there should be no contact because it, Apollo was, like, kind of scared when he kind of confronted him, they brawl, they brawl, they brawl a bit until Cruz kind of, like, leaves the fucking, uh, where, where Cruz kind of just cruises off on the golf cart, which I thought was funny, um, you know, I mean, that was it, um, by the way, here's, uh, uh, here's, uh, here's something else from Talking Smack, Heyman congratulates Eric Bischoff, this is kind of, you know what I mean, because you know the beef that Heyman and Bischoff had, or the so-called beef, you don't know how much, how much of that was fucking for internet fucking, you know, uh, it, it, for it to kind of work the internet back in the 90s, but this was kind of cool what, what Heyman said. The fame is complete without Eric Bischoff. This is an honor that is long overdue, and it's well-earned. It's most deserved. The criterion to be in the WWE Hall of Fame is impact upon the industry. And it would be very hard for anyone to argue that Eric Bischoff did not make as significant an impact on this industry as almost anybody else in its history. I respect WWE for having the intelligence and for understanding just how much Eric Bischoff belongs in the Hall of Fame. And I congratulate, profoundly congratulate, my old rival, Eric Bischoff, for his induction into the WWE Hall of Fame, Class 2021. I would like to add, however, that if you look back in history, and I don't do that often, that the 1990s in this industry were ruled by Eric Bischoff, Paul Heyman, and Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And only one of us is still relevant enough to be on television each and every week. On top, in the main event of WrestleMania, with the biggest star in the industry, the champ, Roman Reigns. Next. Uh. So I, I, see, I like that because again, it kind of. I wish I wish Heyman had like that. I wish you can get Revolution Heyman from ECW again. Like you know what I mean, where he kind of goes off on Vince McMahon in WWE. 
By the way, here's, here's another fucking great promo about about again. People are already complaining that like if if, the, if Kayla's not in on some of the stuff that Paul Heyman says to her, then it's kind of like you know what I mean because like what was the payoff? But I mean, he, he, Heyman should be this kind of fucking heel, like you know what I mean? Like yeah, of course you got to have the baby. Like it would be cool if like you let Kayla kind of like go back off on Heyman a little bit by, by kind of making more valid points against him and all that. But they don't do that, so people are like, oh. My my God, Paul Heyman's getting fucking like. Where's the payoff? Where's the pay? Like a payoff doesn't really have to happen in in like you know. It doesn't have to happen like right away. Like you know what I mean? It can be down the fucking line. You can build up like a little fucking tension between it, and then when something happens down the line, like you can appreciate it. But pe- a lot of fans don't. They just see it right away. They want the payoff right a fucking right away, which is always kind of weird to me. You know what I mean? But anyway, this is what Heyman said to Daniel Bryan. Man would have married both Bella twins. Hold a on. real man, Daniel Bryan, is a hope. He's a dream. He's a prayer. And Roman Reigns is where prayers go to die. Because what you're going to find out tomorrow night is that Daniel Bryan's prayer of reigning one more time as the universal champion at the expense of Roman Reigns is one prayer that God is not going to listen to. Because even she knows that Daniel Bryan is not man enough to tap out Roman Reigns. Now, Roman Reigns doesn't think that Daniel Bryan is a real man at all. See, a real man would have known that he can't beat Roman Reigns. A real man would have married both Bella twins. A real man would know his limitations in the fact that there's no way he can take that championship away from Roman Reigns. But all Daniel Bryan's going to catch tomorrow night is an ass-whipping. So severe that the special enforcer at ringside Edge is going to in his pants. <laughs> and he's not going to want to step into the ring at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. Because Edge is going to realize, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? I can't step into the ring with that. Daniel Bro- There you go. See, dude, Heyman's like, you know, if there's one reason to watch Talking Smack, it's... Some of these Heyman promos, and I wish they've kind of brought some of this stuff up on the main roster because he makes he ma- he makes like the stuff on Talking Smack makes you hype more for the more for the you know for the actual stuff that goes on, man. You know what I mean? Um, let me go over the fast lane card and make some fucking predictions. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, let me you know let me uh, let me go over some of the fucking shit that goes on here. Um, let me, uh, let me, uh, hold on. Uh, I'm just jotting down, I'm jotting it down, let me see. Okay, so we got, um, I'll start from the bottom right here. We got Riddle versus Mustafa Ali. Um, I'm gonna say that, you know, I'll say I I don't even know what I want from this fucking match. 
You know, I, I would want Mustafa Ali to win the U.S. title, even though, like, they probably wouldn't do much with it. It'll still be goofy, but I'll say Mustafa Ali. I'll say WWE goes Matt Riddle, and then you continue to... I mean, you might as well just go Dark Order with it by just having fucking, you know, the uh, the Retribution just join him, essentially, and he kind of has his own little goofy fucking stable of, you know, fun little guy. I mean, you might as well, man. You, you know what I mean? It just seems like... More and more, they're going to kill off this retribution angle, which has been a complete failure from the get-go. So I'll, I'll say Mustafa Ali wins. Um, I'll say Mustafa Ali wins, and WWE will choose uh, Riddle. Um, you know. Um, hold on. Uh, Riddle. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, WWE will choose Seth Rollins. I will say Seth Rollins because you might as well keep it you know, keep it the same you know, you might as well keep him strong before Mania, you know you can have you can shoot an angle there. People think the Bliss and Orton thing won't fucking happen, okay? Um, you know, so so I'll say WWE like WWE's decision will be. Uh, like nothing, nothing happened. Uh, you know, um, no, no contest between uh, between them, between WWE. WWE will do it. I'll say that 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 to give us a surprise, they will like because again maybe we're expecting like nothing to really happen. Or whatever. I'm sure people will be cheering this on, and you know because again, Os. By the way, Will Osprey fucking won the New Japan Cup with Shingo Takagi. I've been kind of keeping up with the fucking, with the thing. It gets confusing for me because I haven't been watching it too hard. Some of the newer names that I see, I can't, I can't tell who is who sometimes with some of these things. I, 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 I'm not really all up in the, in, in the storyline. I know Will Ospreay has been killing it as a heel. He has his own group with the great Okan and Jeff Cobb and his girlfriend, Bea Priestley. And, dude, I don't know if he's got his compound V, but after he beat Shingo Takaki, which was, like, an amazing fucking match, by the way. Uh, he cut this fucking promo, um, basically saying that he'll do anything to win, even if he has to, like, hurt the people he loves, and then he gave his girlfriend a cutter, while, like, Bushi tried to fucking help, and, you know, it, it was a, re it was a really, really good fucking promo, essentially, right, uh, uh, hold on a second, let me, let me play some of the fucking promo, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, um, Let me see where it is. So this is a promo that was in the ring with with Ibushi. Just look how much better he is. I, I didn't know. It, also that. Came. More than anything, and I will do anything it takes to take this away from you. Looks like Bia Priestley drops the mic and then gives her the cutter. What? What? Think, think Great O'Connor and Jeff Carr stepping in between the bushy and what? then and, 
and then Will Ospreay is looking to, towards the crowd. Against well, the, Will Ospreay making a. So no, no, this is a promo. This is a promo after uh, you know his match. Basically, this is like the. So if I can give an Oscutter to a woman that I love more than anything in the world, a woman that's been in my relationship in my life now for five years, I have a house. I have a family with that girl. But it means nothing to me. Jesus. The only thing that matters to me, the only thing I love, is to be IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And if I can do that to somebody that I love, then what the fuck am I going to do to you? You ain't God. I'm not the devil. And I'm no God. What I am is a non-believer. I don't believe in you, Ibushi. I don't believe you're the leader of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I am. I am the leader of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I am the kingpin. And I'm Rhea Goku on the 4th of April. An arena where I've only lost one match in my entire career. I've only lost one match in Rhea Goku. I finally fulfill my destiny. And I take my spot as IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Amazing, huh? So anyways, you know, people are complaining about, like, the domestic issue. And I guess because, like, like right now there's a lot of people in New Japan that have, like, some of, like, the domestic issue. I, I, I don't know if Will Ospreay covered one up or if he did one himself. I, I totally, again, I can't keep up with who did what because that was, like, it, like they just dropped it on purpose to, uh, like, a lot of those, a lot of those fucking incidents to, on purpose, essentially, to kind of establish something, whatever, right? So I do think WWE will go with, uh... With, like, you know, maybe Bliss does pin Orton by a fiend interfering her. You know what I mean? But I, 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 you know, I, 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 no, I, I think Bliss will pin, sorry. WWE will do a no contest probably. That would be their decision. But I'll say that Bliss actually wins. I'll actually go in that, that direction. Sheamus and Drew, I'll say Drew wins this one. I mean, it's a pretty, you know, unless you want to do, unless you want to fucking extend it more so you can have more Sheamus and Drew matches on Monday Night Raw through the buildup of, of it. You know what I mean? You know you know what I mean? I mean, I could see WWE making Sheamus win by having Lashley cost him in the match or something like that. So who fucking knows, really? But I'll still say WWE will go Drew and I will go Drew. Um, Big E versus Apollo Crews. I will say WWE will go Big E. I think I would want fucking Apollo to win this one. And then you'll kind of have a revenge for Mania, kind of. But I do think, yeah, you know, uh, Apollo's going to win this one. I think WWE will give it to Big E, though. Then you have uh, Roman. I'm going to say uh, Roman Roman Reigns wins. And WWE will choose Roman because maybe there'll be some shenanigans with Edge. Um... And then Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler. I'll say WWE will go Shayna and Nia. No, actually, no. I'll say Bianca and Bianca and uh, 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 Bianca and Sasha. I'll say Nia and Shayna. You know what I mean? I think they. I think they will fucking do. Uh, I think WWE will think you know they have to do add more to this, even though you don't need it. But I'll say Nia and Shayna win. So 
Again, Shane McMahon versus Braun well, was advertised, but it isn't anymore, so I don't know if they're just going to shoot an angle. But I, like I've been saying, if they were going to shoot an angle, I'll say, Sh- Shane, I'll say Shane wins if they do have the match. And I think WWE will do Shane. I think he's going to introduce. Do- I've been saying it for a couple of uh, a couple of weeks now that I think it does. I think the whole beef is going to stem from the fact that that Braun destroyed Raw Underground, kind of, and it kind of ruined. It kind of canceled after that. So maybe, like you know, what I mean, like that would make more sense other than this whole random angle of wanting to like uh, like who's stupid and who's not stupid and uh, who's a bully and who's not a fucking bully that just came out of nowhere with these horrendous promos over it so i mean i'm sure sure they'll shoot an angle or something like that sure someone will win the 24 7 championship or something like that you know what i mean anyways that's the fucking wrestling element of of what went on um i'll i'm going to come back and do some wrestling news whatever i want to take a little break and get some water um and and then maybe if there's more time like it's 519 right now i wanted to get this done before uh at least the wrestling portion of it before the pay-per-view starts you know what I mean? So my, you know, so it doesn't seem irrelevant. I'm sure no one's gonna listen to it till after the pay per view, anyway. So you know, who fucking knows what's gonna go on? Just give me, just give me a minute, and I'll I'll come back with some other shit that I need to talk about. Okay, so some other again, I'm gonna get into like some po- po- political stuff, pop culture stuff, wrestling stuff. First of all, R R I P to uh, Barry O. Randy Orton's uncle, Barry Orton. Uh, I remember when I used to rent tapes. Uh, when, like, you know, when I, again, I, I remember from 87 on, whatever, right? But I remember when we used to, my dad used to rent tapes of stuff before. What I can remember, like, so I could see Don Morocco as a heel, which I didn't want to see because Don Morocco was a, currently a good guy. So, like, it, it, it was bad to see him, like, kind of, like, hey, try to fucking hang Ricky Steamboat. You know what I mean? Even though, you know, a teenager me would have appreciated that. But, you know, as a kid, I was scared as hell to see, like, some current good guys when I was currently watching now become, like, you know, like, you know, we're, we're bad guys before and see them doing bad things. But I remember seeing, like, Barry O back in the day kind of a little bit, uh, not too much. I think I became more familiar when I started watching. Uh, before the network happened in the mid-2000s, there was... WWE 24-7, so I'll be watching all these old 80 shows, like, you know, MSG shows, and, you know, TNT, where they go to matches, and Barry O would always be one of those guys in there, he kind of stood out to me a little bit, I didn't know much about, about him, but he was one of the guys that was on Donahue when the whole sexual harassment thing happened, where he was kind of given incentive to, you know, do stuff, and he was, uh, discredited by the McMahon family because he got into a car accident that killed somebody. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, no one really gave a fuck about him or anything. It's kind of strange that that with all that going on, like, Randy Orton would be kind of part of, like, you know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't fucking, like, you know, have any kind of ill will towards the company for discrediting his uncle. I don't know what the relationship between Randy Orton's uncle and him are or whatever, but it's just always kind of weird that Barry O kind of, you know, like, he was, like, again, like, I I forget, like, the exact thing that happened, like, what he was claiming, but I just knew he was one of the guys that would be on, like, the, on, on, on Larry King and, uh, you know, Donahue about this kind of shit, so I'm hoping that, you know, let me see if anyone wrote anything about it, let me see if anything wrote anybody about it, hold on, let me see, Barry Orton, 
harassment. Let me see. Because, again, this is like another, another case of, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, see, I'm seeing, see, I'm seeing stuff from, like, you know, not even right now. Like, two, like for example, there's a Meltzer, Meltzer in the 90s thing, where it's an observer quotes. This is from 2014. It goes, Barry Orton, Barry Orton spoke openly about alleged homosexual harassment within the WWE front office, including naming three names or something like that. Um, uh... Somebody kind of, but when the whole speaking out movement came in, Drew McIntyre said, "Thanks for speaking out. Thank you. Your voices are heard. Your bravery is inspiring and forcing a positive change that will shape the landscape of the business for generations to come." So then somebody replies to a Drew McIntyre. This is like back in like the when the speaking out thing happened last June, whatever, right? Somebody goes, uh, "Then I guess he was saying something else, but he continued. Then fired by WWE. even Barry O accused Garvin of sexual harassment, or even Murray Hodges who." Give a proposition to Garvin, uh, uh, given by Garvin and Pat Patterson or Vince McMahon cheating on Linda with multiple women. He made it in Playboy 99, so this stuff is nothing new. You know, um, let me see if something recent happened. It doesn't see, I mean, it just give you one of those things, maybe, you know what I mean? I'm wondering if, like, with with, that, with them being on Peacock and us hearing more about these stories, like, Tom Cole fucking died and Barry O died, like, part of me always wonders if there's a conspiracy, like, if it'll end up being a conspiracy or just, just a coincidence that maybe guys are being eliminated on some, sacrificed on some fucking level, who fucking knows, right? You don't know what these industry rituals are. You won't have anybody. I mean, obviously, you can't prove it, obviously, right? But it's a shame that, you know, a guy didn't fucking get the justice that he fucking deserved. If if those accusations are fucking true, you know. It's weird. So R.I.P. to Barrio, you know. R.I.P. to the motherfucker. No, not not him or the motherfucker, but you know the motherfuckers that are in 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 the, in the top, whatever. I'm not even making any fucking sense. I I don't know. You know. Um. Um. Barrio. Uh. By the way, what what when New Japan fucking uh. When New Japan during what New, New, the 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 the, the semi final night, there was an earthquake that happened in Japan. Uh, let me see if if, if everything is okay now. Hold on a second. Let me see. Earthquake, Japan, dude. It's like ten year that ten year anniversary since like the, the one that happened. The, the one that happened. A six point nine earthquake struck the coast of Japan. Country you confirms. Uh, you know, there's like you know footage of the fucking earthquake happening. Dude, it was surreal seeing that happen in like uh. It was surreal seeing that happen on on live television. You see people kind of running away when you see the lights fucking shaking and all that, and then Meltzer made it about him fucking. Of course, made it about his ratings because. I mean, it was actually a good joke, and I actually was surprised no one else made it, but Meltzer had to jump on it first before anyone makes it. Because it goes, it was a 7.0, a 7.0 in, in Japan. And, you know, people always kind of compare Meltzer's ratings and how they would be in, in, in America. He goes, Ed, oh, in before, oh, let me see, let me see what he said exactly. Uh, hold on, let me see what he said exactly. There's there's one he deleted this tweet, but he basically hold on. Let me see what he said about uh, uh hold on Kevin Kelly. Uh, hold on. Um, 
There was one that he made that, uh, hold on, he said, uh, Okay, so yeah, so but, but Kevin, I guess Kevin Kelly was doing some like d like double duty somewhere else or something. Like that. I, I don't know what the deal is, but he goes, if you watch New Japan tonight and realize that Kevin Kelly got up this morning probably at 3 a.m. or so to do a show in the same day as doing a show from 1 to 4 a.m., so by any chance he stumbles over a word and you want to complain, please die. I swear to God that wasn't me who hacked at the counter or anything like that, but that just seems like, uh, seems like such, it seems like such a fucking... Uh, Oh, fucking exaggerate, like, dude, like, Duke, what's up with you, bro, like, I don't know, I don't understand, where, where, like, is Meltzer, like, per like, purposely becoming a fucking, uh, uh, a sports entertainment, I mean, he deleted the fucking thing, but everyone's, like, oh, it's, like, 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 the dude's having a, a breakdown or something like that, I don't, I don't know why he's, like, kind of going at it, going at it, but, but what, what he said about the fucking New Japan thing, Cue to all the sheep who say it would only been a 4.0 in the United States and those who can't comprehend the simplest things and say it's unfair because you can't go above 5. Dude, why are you making an earthquake about your fucking match ratings? This is why people fucking, like, you know, can't stand this guy. And there's people that still defend Meltzer as, like, you know, this fucking, like, you know, this wrestling savant who, you know. I mean, listen, I get, man. He's done some fucking great things, but he's also been kind of a con artist, in my personal opinion. He's kind of like, while kind of calling out WWE for some of the evil shit, he's kind of like let a lot go by as well. You know what I mean? Now it's clear that he can kind of be as much of an asshole now because he's kind of on the AEW payroll. I, I, that's what I assume. I'm not saying that's confirmed or not, but it'll, it seems like him and Brian Alvarez are kind of on it. Even though they'll put one thing down here and there, you know what I mean? It's typical. I want to see what some of the responses were to this fucking tweet, by the way. I, I, I'm surprised he kept this one up, you know what I mean? Because, again, he basically made the fucking, like, you know what I mean, the earthquake about 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 it, you know what I mean? And, by the way, maybe I'm kind of pissed off that he made the joke before any of us could have made the joke, you know? People are like, are you okay there, Dave? Hold on, let me see what else it was. Somebody, somebody says, "What was the what was the eighteen of forty nine demo for that seven point oh? Jesus Christ! Anyway, yeah, so Meltzer fucking kind of lost it with that. I, I, I don't know what's up with this fucking guy. I, 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 well, I mean, I, I, maybe I should have expected much. I mean, it seems like over the course of the years, it's like more and more heat has got onto Meltzer with the whole Peyton Royce thing that happened a couple of years ago. And, you know, all that shit, you know. It just feels like, you know, another way to kind of get that fucking going. I don't know. By the way, you know, people are saying that Charlotte Flair might be gone from the... First of all... Their only their only intention of saying that maybe Charlotte Flair is kind of having an out with the WWE is that she was taken off. There's a new banner for the WWE apparently. You know, hold on a second. let me see. Let me see if 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 I'm confirming this right or not. Hold on, let me see. Uh, uh Charlotte. No, hold on. 
banner. Hold on a second, let me see. Let me see what let me see if it's confirmed or not. Hold on, let me see. Uh, Charlotte Flair. Let me see. Uh, hold on, let me see. Charlotte, hold on, let me see. Yep, the post. Okay, hold on. Yeah, let me see. This way, put poster down. So again, most people are gonna be even even if she there's there's nothing suspicious about this, right? People are gonna because again, like you know, people are gonna say, well, why would Charlotte Flair be on the poster? She's not really in a marquee match as of right now, anyway. So why would you keep her there, right? Um, maybe they're working us because if if she doesn't show up for Monday Night Raw, then. On this, on you know what I mean, where it's like four weeks to WrestleMania, then maybe there'll be something there, but I guess maybe it's supposed to symbolize that because Andrade is not getting his fucking release, maybe she's actually kind of making pull and being like, yo, you're not gonna release my bo my boyfriend, then we both want to leave. <laughs> so I could see them. I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see if Charlotte Flair would go to. Like, I mean, watch all the fucking uh, the the, the all people who say that Charlotte shouldn't be, you know. People that hate Charlotte are going to be like, oh my god, she should go to AEW for sure or something. I mean, she could help the division, you know, by the pedigree she has. But I'm, I'm sure they'll give her the world title before they give it to fucking Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa or something like that. I'll say again, you know, who, who knows how it's going to be done. Maybe she faces Jade or something like that, but... You know, her and Andrade could be a fucking good power couple. Again, I don't know if uh, she's... Uh, You know what I mean? Like it just—it doesn't make any fucking sense why she was removed, unless they're trying to work us on purpose. They—they—they they, they always seem to be trying to work us on the internet all the time now. Like a lot of stuff that's been done, it's kind of to work the internet fans and all that. People don't realize it, but you know, making that obvious move. But some people who are kind of defending it, they're like, "Well, she doesn't have a mar she doesn't have a marquee match, so why would you have her on anyways?" But they always kind of incorporate her into all these all these um, posters anyways, because she's like the main chick that everyone always complains about, the main woman who everyone complains about, uh, kind of always being shoehorned into everything, kind of in a way, right? But I mean, listen, it's gonna be interesting to see if Andrade and her are leaving, because again, maybe you know. Again, like, I, I think, like, you know, I, I mean, everyone's going to end up going to AEW anyways or something like that. It's like, that's what it feels like. I don't know how AEW is going to have, like, so many spots for all these fucking people to have, you know what I mean? Like, unless they intend to have, like, another fucking show where, like, you know, you can kind of put some stuff on there. You know what I mean? But we'll see what fucking happens. It seems like Elevation and Dark are still going to remain the fucking same anyways. So, you know. And Tony Khan's gonna make it three hours tomorrow, probably. It's like, like, dude, like, like, I don't understand why you are so insistent on putting out so much fucking content 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it just people are not going to fucking tune in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's like, there's like, at least like if you're going to have something prominent happen there, at least show it, at least show like highlights. At least when like those mid-card things happening, like they would show of heat, like WWE, Sunday Night Heat, fucking, uh, um, such like, like stuff that would happen. Like, you know, if they, if they, if they put Tiger Ali Singh on Raw for a segment, they would at least show like what he's, do- what, what he's been doing on Heat for the longest time, like, for a bit, just to kind of give you an update on what the character is doing, not just putting it on there, you know what I mean, and I just feel like AW makes those fucking same mistakes, so I don't know if, if they're trying to, if they're trying to work us into thinking that Charlotte's going to be going to AEW, but I can, I can see that, you know what I mean, I can see that, it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting to see how the pro Charlotte Flair People are going to react if she goes to AEW. You know? I mean, that's basically what caught my mind from some of the wrestling news. You know what I mean? Some of the wrestling controversy that was online. You know what I mean? Um, I know D- Daniel Bryan did an interview recently talking about all the guys that he wanted to work with in Japan. And and in, in AEW or in WWE itself. Like he, he's like he, like he's only had a couple of matches with Balor on the independent scene. And he wouldn't mind being doing. It. I mean, I'm actually surprised we haven't seen Daniel Bryan versus Balor yet. But I guess because Daniel Daniel Bryan came back in 2018, he was on SmackDown, so they would never have actually crossed a little bit. You know what I mean? They wouldn't have crossed a little bit, and then, uh, then by 2019, Balor was already when like you know uh, they they were kind of doing the loose brand split shit. Then, like, you know, uh, then, then Balor went in 2019 to NXT, so I guess they would never have crossed, but, you know. I've, I've been saying that, like, you know, if they're not doing anything with Rey Mysterio, like, people are like, oh my god, Rey Mysterio can't go to NXT, but it's like, okay, well, I would prefer that, like, you know, where he can do some great work there for, like, a couple of months than, you know, than just being in a, in this aimless feud with, like, you know what I mean? I, I do think, like, uh, Santos Escobar's main fucking thing should be going against Rey Mysterio um, to be the who the greatest cruiserweight is because beating the, the greatest cruiserweight that, you know, America has ever produced, that, well, Mexico's produced, but, like, that was popular in America, it's Rey Mysterio, right? Like, he's the OG. You can have Dominic Mysterio join the Goddardel Phantasma. You know what I mean? Like, you corrupt him a little bit more. But I definitely do think that, you know, you could have, like, you could have, like, you know, basically have him have the Cruiserweight title, and then you can kind of move him on there. But, you know, they won't do that yet for some reason. But I, I do think, I mean, you might as well. Because, again, if you're not going to use Rey Mysterio for something bigger, um, with, you know, with the with the work that he's been doing the last couple of years, back, coming back in WWE with the stem cell shit, like, then why the fuck not would you not, like, put him in a title picture? Why not put him, like, with somebody who who might need, like, you know what I mean? Who, who might need the fucking, uh, you know, the fuck, you know, who might need, need a little upgrade in, in, in their status, you know? It's... By the way, you know, this thing happened on UFC. Again, I don't follow UFC too often, right? I just sometimes listen to post-wrestling and other fucking people, like the Corner Podcast and all that uh, for, like, some of the UFC stuff, I don't know. But there was a girl named Julija. Julija? Is that how you pronounce it? Because, again, it's, like, J-U-L. I thought it was Julia first. 
but she did weight cutting, I guess. And and I I always heard about this weight cutting. I never really understood what was going on. I think like it, last minute you kind of dehydrate yourself with losing water with losing water weight and all that, and it kind of it's like become an unhealthy thing to do because like you know what I mean. It seems like like for example, there's other promoter like Leslie Lee pointed out on on Twitter. He posted an article about like outside promotion, like in maybe some in other uh, another country, that that uh, changed from weight cutting to something else, um, you know, uh, where uh they they changed it from weight cutting to something else, because weight cutting can kind of cause fucking death and, and like Chris Cyborg who already had issues with Dana White and UFC, she's like in Bellator now or something like that and she's kind of giving her opinion so it feels like. Another way for like some a big incident to happen, so we finally had a discussion about weight cutting, so it gets changed probably. Like that's what it feels like to me. Like you know, what I mean, when you bring up these issues, it's meant to kind of cause more controversy. Instead of just changing it, they have to do a controversy. So who knows if that was like planned to fucking happen? Like you know, organized by some Illuminati ritual type of deal. You know what I mean? Let me see. Um, hold on, let me check. Uh, Yeah, let me see what people are saying. She faints twice on the scales. I guess maybe you should make more fucking weights instead of having people fucking cut weight all the time, I guess. People have talked about it, you know what I mean? Weight cutting. People have... Uh, I mean, and people are like, this is preventable, this is preventable, and all that kind of shit, you know what I mean, but. Like, you know, like, people are saying this extreme dehydration caused permanent damage, never, like, never mind mere days before fighting, like, you know what I mean, like, I never really gave my, because I, I always assumed that, like, if these things are being done, that there has to be, like, some, like, people who are, like, you know what I mean, like, it's being done, like, it was such a big fucking deal, why wasn't it called out sooner? It's kind of like, the, like, the, like, like, this is a part of your initiation to have to do that, and then now, because we're in this world of change of, like, kind of calling out some of the evil practices that fucking institutions and industries do, that we have to make more controversy by it, and then kind of get it changed on some level, if that makes sense, you know, that's what it comes across to me as, you know, oh, what else? Oh, by the way, I, I watched the fucking Snyder Cut of, uh, of I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a recap. This is like, you know, uh, Struggle Session is doing a nice pot. I got to listen to that. I wanted to watch it first before I listen to Struggle Session because I wanted to see the reaction. But those guys were like kind of like the like, the guys I followed that were kind of leading this charge, at least from what I was seeing, kind of, in a way. And kind of like, it feels like this whole Snyder Cut thing is also like brought out different angles in real life. Like now, like even composer, the composers of the original film, of the weed of the weed and cut, and like now, like you know the, the the junkie XL or something like that would did the 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 score for the did the score for uh, this one, and now like there's beef between that. There was racism and abuse issues. There was uh, you know Zack Snyder fucking you know losing his daughter. 
and all you know and, and all you know what i mean like the, the, it's like you know what i mean like they basically like you know had a lot of fucking marketing like the sympathy and the controversy between different people and marvel and all that kind of stuff again i i don't know I, I, again i don't know what, what every fucking single thing man I, I forget which was like originally in there and what was not i know that there was like a lot of fucking backstory that they didn't show for cyborg and the flash which i fucking really enjoyed I think this movie made Flash look like a fucking, made Flash look like a fucking great fucking, uh, made Flash look like a fucking, like, you know, one of the best parts of it. It's like, how do I go, how do I go back to watching the CW Flash now? You know, seeing this fucking great Flash. Who didn't seem really, that like, you know, from what I remember, I, I remember, like, him kind of showing up, but it wasn't really... He didn't show up much there. By the way, I gotta say that I I enjoyed the the protege and mentor relationship between Brat Batman Bruce Wayne and uh, and uh, and the Flash versus Spider Man and Tony Stark. If I'm gonna be honest with you, I think one of the main things that people are talking about because Dark Side is gonna be the next fucking enemy, I guess for whatever. And you know, Steppenwolf was the fucking you know the main bad guy in this one and all that. I like the scene where the you know uh, the Flash showed uh, kind of save met Iris West and saved her from a car crash, you know what I mean? It it it, it was like every Flash scene you saw, it was like it never showed him just doing the Flash, right? It sh- it just slowed down. I guess that's to add more to it, but I wish they would show more like more of like instead of slowing down everything, you know, it, it would have been better. I don't know. Uh, I don't know shit about I don't know shit about movies. I, I was watching I was watching it as a. I was watching it as a general fucking fan, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's the best to kind of do that, even though my opinion doesn't really, you know, have much fucking weight on, on you know, on what it means. Like, I don't think any of the people that were pro-fucking this movie were looking for what I thought about the movie, and that's fine. I don't, I don't you know what I mean? It just, I, I did, it took me two sittings, but, you know, I, I, did, I did fucking enjoy it. It feels like I, I want to kind of watch it again, you know what I mean? I don't really watch movies over again. But I, I did fucking enjoy this movie. I'm not going to say it was like, be- like I enjoyed it better than some of the Marvel movies that I saw, right? Like, you know what I mean? Because people are saying it. But I, I thought, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it kind of, like, left a good impact on me. Like, you know, like, maybe, like, Civil War and End and, 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 and Game. And, you know, like, what was the other one? I don't, I don't know. There was a couple of Marvel movies, you know. It's, but I mean, I, but but this made this made me like DC a lot the DC movies a little bit a lot more and I I like that there was like a sick Batman a sick Batman sequ- sequence where uh, he's like you know uh, he's like talking to the Joker and like you know they're, they're having the typical Joker Batman shit and basically Batman's like I'm gonna fucking kill you whatever and then because he brings up that Lois Lane like you 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 you're the reason why Lois died and then Bruce Wayne wakes up from the uh, um, um, hold on a second, who shows up? Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on a second, um, uh, what was the fucking name, who came in the end, the, uh, the ending, uh, who came in the end of the fucking Batman, uh, Hold on a second, let me see. Hold on. Uh, 
Let me see in the end. Hold on, let me see who came in. I forget what the guy's name was. Hold on, I forget what the guy's name was. Um, let me see who it was. Hold on, let me see. I don't remember J.K. Simmons playing uh, the original, or playing James Gordon. I could be, you know. Yeah, Martian Manhunter. You know what I mean? Like that was like one of the reveal about the war coming in the end and all that type of stuff. He he's uh, he plays Calvin Swanwick. Um, But yeah, no, but basically he did he did well in this shit, man. You know what I mean? It was kind of fucking cool. So I guess there's going to be multiple fucking timelines. Because they're going to do a multiverse. I can't even keep up with, like, this is what made me kind of, you know, when I was, whenever I have to watch the fucking Flash and uh, crossovers in the CW, like, just keeping up with the timelines, different timelines, it kind of fucking confused. Like, I, like, I'm not too, sm like, in an air, like, I wish this, I wish it was done. This was this stuff type of stuff was done in the nineties, and the eighties kind of like for like you know on on in the movies, because again I always watched it as a general fan and you know again like sometimes you weren't really into the comic stuff because of how how like they just kind of like they just basically it felt like some of these movies would just kind of create the characters and they wouldn't be following along in any specific comic book thing, and now in an era where they're doing so much fan service which I appreciate for people who are like you know actual comic book readers like I'm happy that comic book readers are like you know like they feel fan service but for some you know, but for someone like me I can just kind of watch it and even though I might not get every fucking reference and all that I might not forget it you know, I kind of just try to enjoy it for what it is it, it feels like you know that's what fucking ends up happening you know but with me and shit I, I, I don't know but I, I really did I really did enjoy the Snyder Cut I, I really really did enjoy it and I'm happy that it was made I'm happy that it lived up to the fucking hype for you know for, for, for everyone that was looking forward to it uh, I can tell some of the pro Marvel stands were trying to fucking ruin the buzz because the two hours were fucking leaked online. Um, and then they're trying to fucking put out like, oh, oh my God, this is so fucking horrible. This is so fucking horrible. You can tell when somebody's like a Marvel fucking shill. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's people that cover Marvel. Like like when Wayne and John Pauly cover fucking uh, Marvel, right? I feel like that's like... The two guys that become like you know who are not like more like even though like they're into the fan servicey stuff whatever and all that like they don't come across like a lot of the Disney stands that are online or like the Marvel stands that are online that are always kind of being contentious with like the fucking DC fans you know what I mean so like so so I don't want to like lump everyone in that whole Marvel thing but there are like people online when Reddit and all that kind of stuff that make it fucking so unbearable kind of in a way where you kind of you know you know what I mean and. I again I, I maybe because I never used to pay attention to all these all these fandoms. I just kind of enjoyed it and I would see people praising it, so that'd be good enough for me and all that kind of stuff. But it just seems like, you know, a lot a lot of the stuff was kind of like I feel like there was also marketing behind some of the Snyder Cut stuff too. You know what I mean? So you kind of have like some real life attachment to why this is fucking a great moment and all that, you know? If that makes sense.
But, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed the Snyder Cut, though, man. It was cool as hell. Seeing ba- the, ba- the, ba- the Batman scene really fucking made, made it crazy. And I'm also glad that the game's... Because, again, you know, I, I like the cyborg character a lot better. Because, again, there wasn't really much to him when I saw the original. From what I remember, like, he just seemed like... Kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, they gave, like, a backstory for him and all that. And, like, how, like... You know what I mean? Like I, I just, I do, I just enjoyed this fucking film. That's like the best you're gonna. That's the best review you're gonna get out of me. Um, how about like? I mean, there's more controversy. Apparently, Magic the School Bus is being rebooted. So of course, when you have a reboot, what's the natural cause of reaction? Oh my god! Apparently, with the cold, she was. Uh, apparently, people thought that Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus was, like, supposed to be a lesbian and Jewish? Is it one of those things where, like, the person who made this told you after the fact that she was Jewish and a lesbian? Like, you know how, uh, you know how the girl, the, the, the woman that does the Harry Potter thing should, like, now after the fact tell you that also one of these characters is, like, a fucking, is, is, is transgender or is actually a lesbian or something like that? Like, was there ever any, like, kind of proof that Miss Frizzle was Jewish or something? Because that's what some of the articles are seeming to do, whatever. I guess she looks hotter now, which, you know, I mean, she kind of does, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? If, I'm sure there'll be, there'll be a lot of fan fiction about, like, this new one, her twerking or something like that. But apparently, like, again, this is more, this is just more ammo for guys like Bill Maher, because Bill Maher has been going off on, on cancel culture again. He condemned cancel culture more than white supremacy, um, saying that that might not be the reason for, 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 for what happened, because it just seems like he's economically stressed or, you know, looking, I, I don't know, when you drive all the way out to, uh, from Texas out to, uh, out to Atlanta, to go shoot, like, a specific spots, you know, spot. I personally think that it's, like, a PSYOP kind of thing, but, like, there was a few points that Bill Maher did make that, uh, sometimes, like, you know, you, you hate to admit that he kind of does make a fair point, like, I did find it funny, like, some of the, the warnings between, but before, uh, like, you know how they have warnings now about how problematic stuff is? So he did a bit about that. He did defend the Teen Vogue woman, right? Which, again, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Because people talk shit online. So, like, people are going to, like... But even though he made a good point with, like, kind of, like, defending the Teen Vogue lady. I mean, I wish he would defend Michael Che, but you know why he won't defend Michael Che. It's funny how... It's still, it's still funny how Michael Che hasn't been one of the examples that Bill Maher uses of getting cancelled. He, go, he, he goes to, like, like you know, the like a, a way to defend the fucking right, basically. Basically saying that, oh, we all talk shit. Which is true. We A lot of people... Whether people want to realize it or not, a lot of people do talk shit when they're just joking around and all that kind of stuff. But this one feels like she was... Uh, she was this woman, uh, Alexi McCammon, I think, well, like like what Leslie Lee was saying on online about, I was saying that kind of like it fe- feels like, like they like if it was someone like they actually liked, they probably would have fucking defended her or something like that. You know what I mean? But I feel like Bill Maher brings up limited fucking uh, examples, and he never gives real examples of other harm uh, harmful stuff, of how people are getting canceled and arrested or and all that. But him downplaying like the white supremacist element of of this fucking attack of course he was gonna do that because he's catering to uh you know because again a lot of people on the right now are digging what bill maher does 
this one guy like on Periscope I tweeted who condemns Bill Maher, but he was like, I, one thing I did, I, I retweeted it, but I disagree with one of the, he goes, he's pushing away his core fans, but it's like, he was never, like, if you look back now, like, you know what I mean, you used to think Bill Maher was a little more truthful when I was in my atheist phase and all that, but like, he's like one of the guys that's always been a propaganda tool, it's like the same people that now point out that Howard Stern's a sellout, and they never point out how he was a sellout initially, but don't, you know what I mean, like, it always feel, it always feels like that kind of way, you know what I mean? It's like now because he's a liberal. Now you're going after him now, but you you weren't going after him when you know maybe maybe he came across a little bit more genuine, but when he was a little bit more conservative. But people don't want to ever kind of admit that kind of shit, right? People never want to admit that shit. Um, how about fucking Deshaun Deshaun Watson? I I don't know much about this Deshaun Watson guy, but apparently he wants out of uh I don't know if he wants out of his contract. Or something like that, but I guess maybe like the, the owners want to fucking trade him. Let me see. Let me see what, what what's being said about him. But apparently, what's it called? The, the the attorney that's representing all the women that he may have uh may have like sexually harassed or raped or something like that, are being represented by the owner's neighbor, who also had like you know uh hold on a second Deshaun. Let me see. Hold on, let me see. Oh, what the hell, man? Hold on, text, hold on, let me see this, hold on a second, let me see. Attorney, some guy from Pro Football Talk. Attorney promises to release multiple texts from Deshaun Watson to alleged sexual assault victim. The first message released contains zero proof of wrongdoing. So yeah, he. So again, somebody says again. This is like purposely. Again, he could like in in this element. He could be fucking guilty in the sense that maybe these were his initiations into the fucking club. And and then, you know, so even if he is guilty, it's like you held on to this information. Now you suddenly have it, kind of, in a way. But somebody, some guy named Scrizzy says, you don't think this whole Deshaun Watson stuff is weird. He requested a trade. Texan says no. Watson refuses to play. Now lawyer who close friends with the Texas owner has nine sexual assault cases against him and is releasing text online to sway public opinion. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what was fucking said, really. You know what I mean? I don't know what was really done, but it seems like another case of, uh, you know, an- another case of somebody might be getting set up. You know what I mean? Maybe they're marketing it that way as well to make it seem like he could be set up or something like that, right? Hold on, let me see what. Uh... So, so like, it feels like even if he is guilty of doing this, they're mark. And again, I'm not saying he is. Like, he most likely could be set up, right? Like, you know, what I mean, the, the, this is what happens in the industry as well. People do get set up for shit. If you, if 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 you can't, if they can't get you or something, but 
it seems like, you know, to make people who are fans of this guy to have some reasonable doubt, they have to kind of rely on, oh, look at the convenience, even though the whole thing is basically designed for being convoluted. So it already kind of divides people already. And people think, like, 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 people, like people think that by, <coughs> by pointing out that this all this all seems odd. Like when when you see people online pointing out the obvious narrative uh, of it, it also seems like that that could be suspect as well. I, and by, I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm just saying that when I know about humiliation initiations and all that stuff like that in the industry, in my personal fucking opinion, you know what I mean. It just seems. Uh, you know. I don't know what to fucking believe, really. But I'm sure this is going to be, like, more of a fucking interesting storyline to go on. But, you know, it's it's like, you know, again, again he could be, again, he could be someone that's being framed and being, uh... But it just seems like, you know what I mean? Like, if you already... Like, the thing is, even if he is guilty, it's like the tech... Like, the the, the, the Texas was, was fine with this. Like, the industry... The, the decision makers were fine with it until he started becoming a problem, essentially. So even if he is guilty, then the fucking owners are also... Like, the owner... The, the people who are in the know about this whole stuff, they're also guilty as well. Because if you want to tell the truth, then you can be like, this was his initiation that we kind of forced him into. And now he's not living up to his deal, so now we're going to fucking expose him. That's what it can come across as, if you look at what goes on online. You know what I mean? Just, like, you got you to gotta realize, especially because, like, they, they do kind of always frame, like, b- 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 whenever it comes to, like, rape rape or fucking or, or, um, or, or domestic abuse, I notice the system always tends to highlight black people celebrities especially more and then people are going to use that as, a, as an example why certain uh, you know we're going to generalize like all black men of doing this kind of thing you know what I mean and you got to pay attention to how they use the propaganda because it always seems like they purposely put black men as the poster child for this when it exists within the system of white supremacy in general if you really want to be you know frank about it Seems like I'm on a I'm on a, I'm a little bit on a roll going through these topics. Um, Gary Owen, uh, another topic that Gary Owen and his wife were uh, are getting a divorce. So, since already since like the 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 night that uh, again people have already been trying to cancel Gary Owen, and yet he has like a very committed black audience that does defend him online. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And again, he he is a funny dude. He's not the funniest dude ever. Like, I never really... Like, you know what I mean? He's just like, you know... Uh, 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 he comes across like a, like, a, like, a, like a typical white guy who's kind of been hanging around with black people a lot of times. So he feels a lot more comfortable. And he kind of comes across a little hacky a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, there was where he was talking shit to somebody and he got his wife to, like, call the guy the N... Like, call the guy who he's feeding with the N-word. So people had a problem with that. People had a problem with him saying, "Oh, I feel like uh, getting uh, drinking Hennessy and uh, having a black and mild cigar." That you know, I guess that's like attached to black people. Cause I didn't know what a black and mild was. I know, I know Hennessy is something else, but I didn't know that he was like trying to be stereotypical. Well, that caused controversy. So now his wife is divorcing him. We don't know what it is, but I'm sure because Gary Owens is being canceled, I'm sure his wife is going to be having stories 
about certain situations that happened and how she felt uncomfortable in the in the relationship and how she was kind of you like I I can, I can already see where the angles are going with it. You know what I mean? Because whenever you plan on canceling something, it seems like Gary Owen is going through the heel. He, he's gonna turn heel soon, even though people have already seen him as heel. But it feels like another planned incident to turn somebody heel. Because eventually you have to become a heel eventually. When especially, you know what I mean? So we'll see where that one goes. Um, another one was, I guess the Migos as the characters now are going to be that they're fucking cheaters. And fans are going to live vicariously through their, to uh, Sawit, Sawit, Sawiti. So, you know, it's S A W. E E T I E. Her and uh, Quavo were going out, uh, and you know, Offset and Cardi B were going out. And there's already cheating issues there. They basically, basically, this is going to be Saweetie's, uh, um, uh, push as a sing, as a sing, as a single star now, kind of in a way, right? She's now either going to because now that she's single, maybe she'll be like. Like you know, like oh, I've been cheated on, and uh, and I I'm looking, um, you know, people are desiring over over this per over another person, even though all these industry relationships are all organized. So I guess Migos are now kind of making a heel turn after being beloved baby faces for so long. I guess Takeoff is the only guy right now that hasn't um been in a cheating storyline. I'm guessing they are. There was one funny tweet uh, going, they should be called the Cheetos. Instead of instead of Migos, whatever I thought that was pretty fucking funny, but you know, but like yeah, it was it was, it was hilarious. Uh, you know the, the 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 you know. Let me see. Let me see what it was. Hold on. Uh, let me see if her tweets are still up there. Let me see if she's tweets up there. But like basically, you know, you know, you know what I mean, like. Like, Quavo goes, I had love for you and disappointed you did all that. You're not the woman I thought you were. I wish you nothing but the best. Prayer emoji. And people are, like, saying that, you know, Offset. So, I guess it's another relationship for everyone. And all she broke was take care. And everyone's, like, going nuts now. So, I'm guaranteeing you she's going to, like, now... uh, I guess, like, whenever, like, in the industry, you're going to become more sexualized. It feels like the... The 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 catalyst for it has to be oh she's kind of like now kind of you know living her best life because uh, she got cheated on essentially and all that. Um, you know. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm again because we're in this woman empower movement where like you know we're airing out like this we're in the middle of gender wars. Especially within, like, you know, if you look at it online, whatever, like, at least, at least online, like, I'm not saying this, because a lot of people, like, a lot of people say in real life, it's like, none of this stuff is good, like, you, you talk to people, they won't really know much about, like, some of these internet lingo shit that's going on, essentially, right, but it does, but, but again, like, it feels like, because there's already a gender war between, like, you know, black women and black men, that this is gonna add more to, like, another storyline to it, to kind of add more fuel to, an, you know, already, you know, with already fires in, in genuine ways or something like that but like you're gonna add more storyline element to it that's what it kind of feels like to me 
You know what I mean? So you, you're going to see what or what the push is going to be uh, behind Saweetie. You know what I mean? You know, normally, this is when, like, uh, when you're getting a new singles push, that means you're going to end up kind of being a thirst trap a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, suddenly, people are going to be for it, and people are going to live vicariously through it like, the, like they have stake in this relationship. I, I cover this because I look at it like wrestling, right? Because a lot of this public figure shit is, like, professional fucking wrestling. It's organized shit, kind of, in a way. You know what I mean? It's, it's fascinating because, again, you look, you look at the baby face elements. Like, they're, they're all kind of copying wrestling, essentially, in, in a way. But that was, like, the big fucking thing that was going on, you know? Even, 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 uh, even like, you know, my, uh, you know, the guy that I'm cool with, True, uh, True Guide on, on Twitter, he, he got, he went viral, he went viral, cause he goes, I know, I, I know that, I know that, uh, that Sweetie's thing got a little bit musk on it, but that's nothing, that's nothing for a, a true sniffer. And everybody's like, dude, like, it's on that, cause he doesn't have, like, again, he's on, like, his, like, his, like, third, fourth account. So he, he only has like, like under 300 followers, right? So it's always weird when I see him go viral. You know what I mean? It's always crazy. You know what I mean? I, 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 listen, going viral, I don't think he tries to go viral, but when he does, like, you know what I mean? It's fucking hilarious, though, because it's always for something like something super horny. So everyone's getting off to super horny fucking tweets, and everyone, you know what I mean? I mean, when I was doing my super horny tweets like a long, a while back, I wasn't going viral. And I mean, like, damn it, man! Like, I I I missed my calling. Now I'm thirty seven, so you know what I mean. Like, you know, it comes across a little bit more creepy if I get off my horny tweets. You know what I mean? I I, I used to be really fucking horrible with it. You know what I mean? But you know, everybody. That's how you. That's, that's how you know. You 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 you. you this is how you go viral nowadays. You gotta get your your your, your horny tweets off. But I thought that was fucking hilarious that, you know, True God got, uh, um, uh, got viral for, for that comment. <laughs> the, the Musk, every, you know, the Musk part fucking kills me, you know what I mean? Musk. But, you know, I mean, listen, everybody's like kind of, you know, shooting their shot. Like, you know, why the fuck not, right? Go for it. Go get yours, buddy. You know? Uh, what else was there? So I covered Deshaun Watson. Okay. I covered the Bill Maher cancel culture stuff. Yeah, and, and another thing that Bill Maher... Okay, again, I, I'm i not good with the explanation of it, but other people that were replying to his new rules tweet was uh, telling you, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, basically, he gets things wrong, basically. So he basically says that there's over so many fucking artists playing, and people are complaining that certain amount of people on streaming services are being are being uh let me see what it is right here let me see what let me, let me see what, what some of the comments were um with bill because there are people who are explaining it cause again like basically bill maher was going there is no gatekeepers in music in, in the music business anymore you make music people want to listen to maybe you know what i mean basically he's saying that people would rather listen to quality stuff than listen to like nothing but He's leaving out that some of the quality people don't get many plays, and the corporations, the corporation itself decides who's on some of these playlists. So like you know, he's already misrepresenting on purpose, and 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 he's basically blaming like people who want to fucking just be artists. Like I bet you, he looks like a premier com- like like there's better comedians out there than him, but he gets to be a premier comedian, even though he hasn't really said many funny things in a long, maybe once or twice in a a couple of weeks, he might say something that might make me chuckle a little bit, even though I hate to fucking admit it because it's it's Bill Maher, right? But let me see, hold on, let me see. Um, um,
Let me see what some of the. So yeah, here's here's the segment. Hold on, let me see. If you believe in the philosophy of equality of outcomes, then you really shouldn't have watched the Grammys last Sunday. Because the Grammys, aside from the usual award show virtue signaling, are still largely about the idea that certain people do music better than others, and it's okay to reward them for it. That's called meritocracy. And See, already he's lying because, because, listen, I'm not saying talented people don't win awards or get you know, uh, recognized, but there's also industry people pushing certain people that might not be as great when other great artists end up fucking going broke and all that type of stuff. And you're pushing out this false narrative. Again, like, they, they never bring up the systemic rules of what these people have to do to get ahead. But, and again, it's, 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 not, it's not blaming the artist, it's blaming the system itself because they're the ones who created these fucking rules for it. But again, he doesn't make it seem like it's a meritocracy like, the meritocracy is about fucking the actual talent when it's about who's willing to fucking kind of sell out and kind of do what the system's bidding is, whether it's over-sexualizing yourself, whether it's putting out propaganda in your in your music and all that shit. I'm not saying that these people aren't talented or anything like that. I'm just saying that he's misrepresenting the argument on purpose. And maybe because he's a heel now that everybody has to kind of, you know, do that type of shit, you know? It's the opposite of guaranteed outcomes. Equality of outcomes, as opposed to equality of opportunity. We used to call that by another name, trophy syndrome. A world that was... <laughs> a world that was created back in the 90s, where everybody, every kid gets a trophy, no matter how good or bad they are at something. Well, the result of that kind of thinking is that American kids now have a totally... He's... Uh, see, this is how much of a hack Bill Moore is. Like, tro um, participation trophies have kind of been, like... It was, it was like, a, more of a 2010... The 2010s. So now Bill Moore has kind of caught on with that. Like, see, doing... Like, downplaying white supremacy. Now doing the whole participation trophy bullshit that goes on. Even though the people in the system are the ones that get the biggest participation trophies for being puppets of the industry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's plenty of better people that are suited for Bill Maher's fucking job who can break down things, but his mediocrity because of keeping the status quo alive on a neoliberal front is 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 why he's allowed to be this premier comedian on, on television, on HBO, on a fucking prime uh, time slot. You know what I mean? Deluded and unearned belief in their charm, brains, and talent. <laughs> It's not only that the entire generation wants to be famous, it's that they think not being famous isn't fair. Simplistic if you think view. I'm exaggerating, let me quote from this article in Rolling Stone magazine last year, lamenting how streaming has not given us equality of outcomes in the music industry. Oh, the Grammys would look quite different if we followed this template. The article tells us that more than 1.6 million, million artists <laughs> released songs between January 2019 and July 2020. 40,000 tracks a day on Spotify. And yet, Rolling Stone complains, today's streaming landscape looks a lot like the music industry used to. A small class of artists see not just the majority of activity, but damn near all of it. 
Yes, these are called the good ones. <laughs> oh, he has to. Oh, he has to go to the audience. The the audience. The, 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 the guest panel is having to fucking laugh. Like, you know what I mean? I guess, I wonder if there's going to ever be revealed that, like, some of the fucking stuff that, you know, uh, some of the stuff that's kind of put out there is kind of done, like, you know, like, uh, is there ever going to be a thing where, like, it's it's like a, a, like a, a, an agreement when you go on the show that you have to laugh at his new rule segment? Because, I, mean, like, I, mean, I mean, this is interesting to go by, but... Is this really is it really that funny, especially when the whole premise of it is wrong? When you're basically, like, I, I get it. Like, there are some people that get listened to that because like they're actually good, but you're also not kind of like you're not focusing on like, like it, it goes deeper than what he's trying to fucking pull it. But Bill, but again, Bill Maher like always kind of represents like he goes for like like the over over sensationalized complaint. And he makes it seem like that's like the basis of the entire fucking complaint, while ignoring actual legitimate fucking issues about it. And maybe like that's his job now is to kind of be that heel, because it seems like every week he's being so so much more transparent with how much of a heel he's become, really. Like you know what I mean? At some point, like it seems like oh he 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 he's getting traction with like some of the stuff, whatever he's getting talked about. So of course now he has to always go off on these topics without like and again like people who just listen to him and get his view on it, they're gonna have this fucking uh, this fucking like this different perspective about it. Not even like thinking that he is the be all end all because he's a truthful fucking guy that sticks to facts and all that. When his facts are just fucking mainstream narratives that might not even even be completely true you know that's how horrible bill maher has kind of become and and now looking back he's i, I don't think he's ever really been that fucking i mean there was a couple of times in the early 2000s where i kind of saw some of his stuff and i thought wow this guy is actually kind of telling this was when it was like limited you know what i mean when you're kind of going against bush and the bush administration a little bit when it became kind of trendy to do that post iraq war which by the way is like the 18th anniversary of the fucking war and I remember, like, I, I remember, like, back then, like, I didn't know much about politics, and I was, like, kind of just worried that, like, I was just looking at it from, like, not knowing the, fa- I guess I thought I'm a Muslim and I have to defend Muslims, even though I don't support the fucking things, but I don't, I'm not articulate enough. And then it became people were anti-George Bush by the, uh, by 2004, 2005, and, and then I felt like, okay, I can just follow along with this now and go with the narrative, because now they're calling out fucking George Bush, even though it was under the guy of lim- a limited discussion like even in bill maher's show like around like 2008 or something like that most that de- like the fact like people like it just it's weird how people just think all conspiracies now is like QAnon. but none of these guys are anti QAnon. they would never talk about how the conspiracy with the mainstream media with the iraq war because a lot of these liberal people who go off about QAnon and all that kind of stuff they don't actually care about dead muslims like, they'll never bring up that fucking, uh, that conspiracy theory that got 500,000 people fucking killed, over, maybe over a million people fucking killed, and other fucking regime changes of conspiracy theories. It just, it just, Q, it's just QAnon shit. And it feels like, you know, it feels like now people are kind of, they go with what's more comfortable. There was a, there was a, there was a time when someone like Mos Def could go on Bill Maher's show and basically say that he doesn't believe the official version of 9-11. And it wouldn't be this controversial fucking... Like, Bill Maher would just disagree with them. But at least someone was allowed to fucking say it. And there wouldn't be, like, this whole um, beating him up about his opinion. But, like, you know... 
I mean, yes, of course, an occasional big talent can fall through the cracks, but in general, it's simply a case that most people who try their hand at music write the songs that don't make the whole world sing. Rolling Stone complains that, quote, nearly all the streams went... You know why I think Bill Maher's a little bit more cocky than usual? It's because he finally has control of an audience that's not going to groan at him. It's probably like staff members or people that are shills. So now he feels even more confident in his fucking views because when when he gets like people scoffing at what he's saying, he kind it kind of takes him out of his game a little bit. So he kind of ends up like you know uh, like kind of having more resentment towards it towards it. Now he has like people in his in his audience. I don't know how much how many people it consists of, but he has people in the audience now that are are kind of gonna you know uh, kind of laugh at everything he fucking says. Like there's not there's not anyone that's ever scoffing or kind of groaning at anything that he says, or or whatever. You know what I mean? To artists in the top 10%, with the bottom 90% pulling in just 0.6% of streams. Well, let me get this straight. Talented artists people like are listened to more than untalented ones they don't? <laughs> Stop the press. He, he, he thinks he's making a fucking, like, this grand fucking point. Like, this, 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 this is such, a, uh, such an establishment fucking... This is such an establishment fucking comedian. comedian Like, this is typical shit you would expect from establishment hack like Bill Maher to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you look at what he's saying, if you didn't have any prior knowledge to what was going on and you look at, look at it this way, you'd be like, ah, yeah, this kind of... I go, yeah, Bill Maher is actually making kind of making sense about it. But you're he's also withholding a lot of other information to the kind of derive from his fucking point i don't know how much i should be playing this anymore i don't really fucking care but you know yes that's meritocracy if people don't like your song your mommy can't make them listen to it you know (laughs) you know why 99 percent of artists aren't getting heard because music is hard and most people suck at it For more details, Google reality. (laughs) Rolling Stone actually writes the sentence, in a perfect world, the bottom 1% of artists would get 1% of activity. No, they wouldn't. That's a stupid world I don't want to live in. Who taught you this nonsense? And when you whine that streaming hasn't just upheld the gap between music's haves and have-nots, it's widened it. You're making my case for me. Because streaming allows the public to sample everybody. Not There's really. There's no more gatekeepers. You can't come. There's no gatekeeper except for the corporations that are already screwing the artist. Yeah, okay. I, I'm I'm sick of this fucking guy. I I again, it's just he's making me sick. I I can't get through six minutes of this fucking stupid shit. So yeah, I mean, I'm done with the Bill Maher shit. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Just it frustrates me. I don't know why I fucking watch him. I think it's out of habit. I've been watching him for the last fucking uh, uh, consistently. I've been watching him for the last uh, thirteen, thirteen or so years. You know what I mean? But I mean, listen, it's I can't believe it's been eighteen years since the Iraq War started, and there's still like in Iraq, there's still more. The Muslim world is destabilized, which probably makes a lot of fucking right-wing people really happy. 
Nothing, nothing, nothing excites neoliberals and neoconservatives both on on the same front. Both lo- probably both fucking jerk off to fucking Muslims' dead bodies. That's how disgusting and disturbing they are. But we're talking about QAnon. We're talking about QAnon. I'm not saying QAnon isn't dangerous, but you know, I mean, with the Jeffrey Epstein story breaking out, like, but you can't believe that there is sex trafficking. Like, there's already evidence of all all that rape shit going on within show business, and yet people can't believe it. So now they're using QAnon to fucking kind of divert from any real fucking thing. Like it's all about oh like you know you know what I mean and again so I I see a lot of like wrestling people kind of getting gleeful about 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 the anti conspiracy maybe because it, it it might put a light on what they had to do behind the scenes I you know what kind of rituals or initiations you were put into and again so you rather people think that all this is fucking crazy when it isn't this is the, again like like it, it, what bothers me is that they, some of these people pretend to be like oh they, they pretend to be model citizens because they call out fucking you know some of these attacks these white supremacists it's just a limited fucking guys but you know you still want to kind of you know go off on on that kind of shit like there's one guy one guy I used to talk to you know I'm not gonna say his fucking name but you know but again like. He basically says he's not a Republican or Democrat, and yet he'll be doing Tim Tim Pool slash Ben Shapiro s type of shit, where he's pointing out fucking you know uh, black people committing crimes, which they're arrested for. So what would be the big story? Like, I mean, what would be the? I do believe that the media does push. Uh, you know, certain fucking, you know, uh, uh, attention between stuff. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a fucking whole case of white supremacy going down. Why would it be a bigger story for someone that would, justice will serve whenever a black person commits a crime, right? Apparently, like, you, you know, even if he doesn't commit a crime, the justice is supposedly served. It, it's, it seems like none of those guys go off about these guys that point out when black people do crime. Why is it not a big deal? It's like, dude, you're, you're listening to Opie Anthony too much. But like you know what I mean, like it's like they they do that on purpose, where they might not even mention the story, so that it gives right wing people who are bringing attention to the story anyways to go oh look this is being censored even though you're putting it on your fucking alternate media shit. And I do think the system does kind of simplify the white supremacy in which we're talking about. They make it seem like it just like just like hate, just random hate groups that people will do. And the and and these people who kind of like say that's ridiculous to say that it's white supremacy are not looking at a white supremacist system that that's been normalized for so fucking long, and they purposely kind of do that shit. It's like you know, it's it's, it's how they become, you know, it, it's like it's like all these guys do the same shtick, yet they're talking about everyone else being hacked. Yet they're doing the same hacky fucking shit uh, uh, when pointing out fucking why they're more offended by calling out white supremacy than actually condemning actually white supremacy. But, you know, that's how it goes. You know. Uh, Apparently, it seems like uh, there was a, a a violence against women act that was voted against um, by some... I don't know if it passed in general. Uh, let me see what it was. Let me see. Um, let me see. Violence against women act. Let me see what... The, I, I know there was some controversy about that, apparently. Um, um 
some, you know, so, so after eight people were killed, so 172 Republicans voted against the Violence Against Women Act. The most contentious part of the act is preventing people convicted of domestic abuse or stalking them from purchasing a firearm. I don't know, I, again, I don't know, again, I'm not an expert on what, what, what exactly this entails, but the fact that, like, they're being more, tra- it feels like every other day storylines are that Republicans voted for something that could be beneficial to other fucking people or something like that. You know what I mean? Again, there's other things that I covered that, see, again, once I covered it, it goes out of my fucking mind for some reason, but, like, like you know what I mean? It just seems more and more that then in certain issues, there'll be, like, 12 Republicans that voted against something. Or, you know, or, or, uh, what did, uh, hold on a second, let me, hold on a second, um, like, right now, like, the biggest, big thing that's going on also is the Hatch, is the Hatch Act, which is about, uh, uh, civil, uh, em- civilian employees in, in a federal level cannot organ, can, cannot organize or orchestrate partisan shit or something like that, right? I remember this became a big deal in the summer, when uh before I think I may have even covered it a little bit, but like the 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 the, the woman Marcia Marcia Fudge, which again sounds like another gimmick name, another WWE created name. Um, she's like the uh house house of uh, house of Ur- urban development, house housing and urban development. Um, she did some she 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 d- d- kind of violated the Hatch Act by promoting something or something like that. I don't know. But apparently, only a vice president and president can do that. So while like Trump did did like you know didn't violate it in a sense that he because again he could do something partisan, it took like the the logistics that were organized had to be organized by some of the people in that you know that 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 federal level right. So they already violated by having uh by having the uh the um by having the uh. Um, the, the 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 RNC convention from the white doing the speeches from the White House essentially, so like you know what I mean. So like it just becomes something that like somebody else violates, and then we point out the Republicans violated it, and then we go back and forth with this fucking you know this typical shit whatever. Um. But again, like again, the, like the Republicans are supposed to be the cartoonish fucking heels. So of course, after eight Asian after. Six Asian women were fucking killed. Then the next day, the Republicans voting against the like. It seems like 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 they're seeping more and more into like it. It feels like the discussion becomes well. Well, the the, the Democrats did something. And the Republicans are doing something. But it feels like they're doing this on purpose, where it fucking uh, ends up. Uh, it ends up being. Um, it ends up being um, something that you know. Um, it ends up being something that uh that we just fucking argue about more and you're kind of disarming the threat of what republicans are doing because it seems like everything republicans do they fucking get in shape but it seems like they're stepping closer and closer to this like there's, there's a google see you know how i've been saying that maybe there's going to be a coup attempt 
like a, a really really serious one. I I I don't I don't have proof of that, but I'm looking at how it's playing out in Myanmar and all that shit. So I'm wondering if it's gonna be happening in in the U.S. Whatever. But right now, like you looked up the vice, you looked up Richard Gr- Richard randomly. This is all planned out. Google randomly has this guy Richard Grinnell, who was in the defense. Uh, what was what was it? Um. Let me see. Hold on, let me see what he did. He's basically a Trump. He's basically uh, a Trump. Uh, he's basically a Trump. A Trump aide, but accidentally it named him as the president of the United States. He's a former acting director of the United States National Intelligence. So, but the called it was that just a ploy for the day to kind of go. Oh look, conspiracy theorists are going to be going nuts about this, or is this like kind of like. Like a hidden fucking truth because someone like someone like like someone from the intelligence, uh, national intelligence is gonna fucking be uh, taking over or something like that. Like it, it was that like an accident that leaked out on purpose to get us in a frenzy and get conspiracy theorists to go off more, or is there something to that where they, like they, it's kind of like like showing you that the that there's something being planned out eventually about, about this kind of shit. Like that's what it kind of fucking feels like. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it just seems like every, every, every other day there's something that Republicans are doing that's like, kind of like, you know, sketchy. Oh, hold on. Uh, Let me see. Um. What was the one that 12 Republicans, um, yeah, 12 Republicans didn't want to award the national, the, 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 the awards or whatever, right? The, the, the medals for the, the Capitol Police, you know? But, like, you just see it, like, every other day. Like, right now, like, they, they just somehow discovered that Mnuchin, Steve Mnuchin was one of the main fucking players that was helping not keeping uh helping keeping uh um with help keeping uh how's oh, um Mnuchin taxes hold on let me see I feel like the more that you're catching some of these Trump people being more and more um you know corrupt like citizens for ethics put my Mnuchin when Mnuchin blocked the release of Trump's tax returns, it was the first time the IRS ever failed to turn over tax returns to Congress. The first time ever. See, now, officially, that probably might be true, obviously, right? But I always assume when, you know, like, even with, with this Hatch Act thing, right? I always feel like these, this whole discussion about it, because whatever, like... Whatever the rules, whatever the rules are, it feels like behind the scenes everyone's breaking them. But when it's highlighted on somebody on purpose to kind of show that they broke it, it becomes like a bigger deal officially, kind of. Even though you just assume that like people are already violating the hack, the Hatch Act, people are already violating some of the fucking stuff with this IRS shit going on. Um. 
Steve Mnuchin blocked Trump's tax return from a congressional subpoena. The citizens of ethics. Not only was it against the law, but the IRS told us that it had not happened before ever. That see that to me, that's bullshit. I I I don't I don't believe that it never happened before. I'm sure because Trump's supposed to be the main fucking villain. This is like setting. You know what I mean? It feels like the more you're getting closer to fucking exposing Trump more and more, it's like you're kind of uh, you're kind of like you know. Uh, Playing them, you feel like their backs against the wall, but then they're gonna fucking show that they have bigger guns coming out of it or something like that. Because like as soon as soon as there's gonna be there's gonna be something that's gonna be revealed, uh, that's gonna fucking basically put them over the fucking edge where they're gonna have to like, uh, uh you know, go for whatever the plan they have. In my personal opinion, I have no facts to back it up. I'm just looking at it. Maybe maybe I had the same dream that fucking Bruce Wayne had. About multiple timelines and all that type of stuff. Because that's how... The way he woke up for me is the way I woke up when I'm battling spiritual fucking um, battles in my dream and stuff like that. I had some really good spirit... I mean, if you could make a movie about my spiritual battles... Oh my god, craziness and that shit. But, you know, I'm just a regular guy living a regular, you know, life apparently, you know. Um, Another thing that was decided to become... um, uh, a, a huge issue just to kind of point out like the hypocrisy of uh, of of the of the White House and all that kind of shit is like they're firing staffers for fucking weed use. So then that becomes like a new thing to kind of show that Biden's uh, Bi- like when 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 Biden was shutting down was shutting down uh, uh, raves and all that stuff like that Biden's daughter was partying at rave is a typical like you know politicians like they get to do whatever the fuck they want we pointed out when something like this happens but it's like like since we hate the fucking establishment like even if these white house staffers like were able to do their job unless like their secret secret plans for like leftist people or like you know republican people or whatever and all that like why would you care like like part of me wonders if like the real reason is maybe they found out that like they're kind of like doing the bidding of like they're, they're trying to be spies for other fucking people or something like that but part of me feels like you know we're not being told that but i'm, I'm you know even if that theory's not true i'm just saying that like these staffers if they, even if they had the jobs wouldn't they end up becoming healed anyways because we we hate everything that's associated with the white house it just feels like more like you know what i mean just more reason to kind of point out the hypocrisy of the politicians which like you know what i mean like, and we act like it's sh- shocking whatever like you know what i mean like you know it just but again it's another transparent way for us to kind of go off on it it's like they're tempting us to kind of rise up and kind of go at them more that's why they'll do these obvious fucking transparent shit to kind of show it off and uh basically rub it in your face to kind of get you angry and get you upright you know try to get you to uprise without like you know doing it you know what i mean in that in that way People don't really see it that way, but it's it's fine, I, I guess. I could be wrong, obviously. Something that was, you know, something that was, uh, was like a big controversy was like people, people, like Demo- Democrats not finding it funny that people are making fun of Biden tripping and falling. Like, dude, anyone who trips and falls, I'm gonna fucking laugh. It's fu- it's, a, it's like a yeah, it's 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 low brow humor, but like we like like dude, like 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 I remember when I was at a friend's house and I uh I was going to, I was going to meet my brother, meet my brother going to the car, and then I fucking was walking, I tripped and I fucking fell. 
on ice. I fell twice, and then I forgot my cell phone at my at the, at the friend's house. And we went back, and then I was so in a hurry to go get it back that I tripped and fell again. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's low brow humor, but everyone everyone was fucking. People were laughing kind of in a way, right? But it's like falling f- falling down and tripping now has become a partisan fucking issue. Like Trump falls. I'm gonna fucking laugh. Biden falls. I'm gonna fucking laugh. Like unless, like I mean, even if they got fucking uh, seriously injured, like why would I fucking care? They're evil politicians, anyways. But I'm just saying, like, like does that even have to become a partisan issue? But we can't just all just fucking laugh that Biden kind of fell. Like, the, like the Young Turks claim they're against them, but they looked really way more like, oh, you want to see you falling? Huh? Well, how, how about their president and all that? You know what I mean? And and again, even if they didn't find the president Trump laughing, they didn't find Trump's falling funny then they're fucking assholes too like i just like dude falling down is not a partisan fucking issue for me you know what i mean like shut the fuck up with that Uh, i don't don't know i don't know what else i'm supposed to fucking say really i'm just trying to get off these fucking topics quickly um you know but yeah so i mean that's that's what's fucking happening i guess you know now I'm gonna now I'm gonna figure out because again the pay per view is almost starting and I'm gonna figure out what fucking cover art I'm supposed to use, and then I have to fucking summarize. Should I just not summarize like what I talked about in here, or, or should I just fucking just go with uh, you know just I talk about wrestling and uh, all that. I feel like if I give like people like you know like uh, the details of it, then you know people are like you know looking for anything to fucking come and get me with. You know. But yeah, we'll see what fucking ends up happening with the the pay per view. I'll try to come back and record. Maybe I'll do, I was gonna do like a live reaction from each match, but maybe I shouldn't be doing that, you know. But um, yeah, I I guess I got these topics out of the way. Again, I enjoyed the Raekwon and Ghostface fucking uh, verses, man. That was really cool. As a Wu Tang guy, as a, a guy who's a huge Wu Tang fan. Um, you know, I, I grew up with, like, kind of, like, you know, I grew up in, like, you know, when, even when I wasn't into rap, Wu-Tang was kind of always instrumental in my junior, in, uh, in, like, the, I think the, in the last year of, uh, junior high, 93, 94, I started hearing about them, but it became a whole phenomenon in junior high, where, like, everybody wanted to do Wu-Tang-related stuff, when, because I had the, because I had the internet, and not a lot of people had the internet back then, a lot of my friends would be like, hey, can you just find some Wu-Tang pictures to print out? Like, just like, you know what I mean? Like, that that would be like the objective to, like, a cooler kid would be asking me to fucking print out, like, a couple of Wu-Tang pictures and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, f- for their binders and all that kind of shit, you know? It became a whole phenomenon type of deal, you know what I mean? And, uh... So, I mean, yeah, so, like, it was kind of cool seeing Raekwon and Ghostface doing it, man. They're both legends. I I loved uh, you know hearing hearing that shit. I loved going through you know I I again makes me want to go back and listen to Supreme Clientele. A little bit more again. That's like one of my I, I, that was like one of the first like uh, one like when I was when I was like kind of officially into kind of game to hip hop fandom. That was the one that my friends would be kind of bumping and all that stuff like that. You know they'd be calling that Biggie Tupac. You know you know, you know that song. You know Ghost Dini. 
And there's, like, different versions of Ghost Dini. And I remember, like, me not being able to find the right one downloading it. But, like, there was, like, I don't know if it was, like, the Canadian version. The, Cana- the, the Canadian version had a better beat. Or was it the the American version that had the better beat. But one of, like, the versions had, like, a better... Like, the, I remember a version my friend got fucking had, like, the be- like, like, like the one that we'd be cranking. And then I couldn't find that version. I was really pissed off about it because it kind of changed it up a little bit. You know what I mean? But, uh... I, 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 I dug the, you know, again, Ghostface is one of my fucking favorite dudes, so, you know. Anyways, um, I, I guess I got through the topics fine. Probably didn't, uh, you know, explain shit properly, but that's how it goes. Who this is anyways, not many people. Peace out.